0: Welcome to the LifeHouse podcast. Our aim is that together we can love God, love others, as we walk each step with Christ. We hope you find this message practical, encouraging, and life-giving. Be blessed. But yes, hopefully you're um, having a great year. It's a good start to the year, isn't it, being here? That's amazing. And... uh, Yeah, for our young ones, there there are also uh, around the place some like presents and different things. Uh, They have some pads and some pens in them. So young people, feel free to open up a present, draw and uh, do whatever uh, while I'm talking. Um, Yeah, because we want you to feel comfortable and at home with us here at Lifehouse today. And uh, yeah, we're in for a great morning. So who actually, who saw in the new year? Oh, a lot of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people, I'm sure, like, don't really like New Year's because it's, you know, if you made New Year's resolutions last year, chances are you didn't get them done. And so it's just a reminder that you didn't get everything done that you wanted to get done. You know, for some people, it's just another day. It's the same as yesterday. It's the same as tomorrow. doesn't really matter. But for some, it's time to celebrate, it's time to celebrate and that's what we're doing today because we're celebrating the newness, not newness to a calendar, not just newness, you know, flipping over to uh, another year, uh, another day, another month, but newness of life that we're going to have six amazing people go through these waters of baptism because they've experienced new life. In Christ, because the Bible and God are actually all about bringing newness, new life to people. We see that in lots of, the, lots of the Bible. I'm just going to read out a couple of passages for you this morning. Lamentations 3, 22 to 23, it says, The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Who is grateful for that? Amazing. Psalm 30 verse 5, For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favour lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He's put eternity into man's hearts. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And so the good news that the Bible wants to explain to us this morning is that God hasn't just come to make us better. He's come to make us new. That he didn't come with just some future promise of some mystical heavenly place but he actually wants to bring the kingdom of heaven for the kingdom of heaven to come and invade earth and invade our 2023 right now so if God wants us made new and we kind of want us made new, why is it so hard to experience that newness and that freedom in our lives on a daily basis and at the start of this new year? Hopefully we aim to answer that today and if I don't do a good job of that, hopefully the six people getting baptised will uh, explain what God has done to them in their lives. Now, Did anyone here go to the Boxing Day sales? Anyone here go to Boxing Day sales, get anything on sale? Oh, not many, a few. Well, thankfully I avoided them. I hate shopping and uh, I think um, this may not be true for every male and every female in here, uh, but there is a saying that goes that a man will uh, buy a one will buy but a woman will spend one dollar on a two dollar item that she doesn't need just because it's on sale (laughs) Eric I don't know why why are you clapping at that is that giving Hersey permission to do that I'm not I'm not sure (laughs) I'm not sure you want to clap at that Eric (laughs) But yes, this is my wife, she, she actually thinks that she is saving money every time that she buys something on sale. She, she's just like, I just saved so much money, but she hasn't realised that there's like this, this third option, that yes, the first option is uh, you know, to buy something you know, for full price or greater than, than full price. And then the second option is, of course, to buy something on on sale, 50% off. But the the third kind of option is to just not buy it. You don't actually need... Yeah, clap at that, Eric. Clap at that. (laughs) So, what causes us to go from option three to option two and maybe even to option one, paying above... price. I think if there's one thing that causes us to shift our thinking from not buying something to paying extra for it, it's desire. If we desire something so great. Now one report found that the average person will earn 2.7 million dollars in their lifetime, which sounds like a lot but that when you split that over 80 years or however long uh, a person might live, um, it's still a finite, limited resource. And of course, we have to pay taxes, we need to pay for food and shelter to survive, we should tithe to God and so the majority of our income goes on things like that. But Whether you've experienced this or not, we actually live in such a blessed nation that no matter how much we earn, uh, we still all actually have excess. We have excess, we actually get more money than what we need to just survive. And even though those first amounts are kind of common to us all, what we spend Our excess on is an indication of what our desires are. And so they're going to differ depending, you know, we could go around this room and, you know, we could ask what your desires are based on what you spend that excess money on. But for some, we would still say, well, you know, my desire is for my children to have a private education. For others, it might be holidays and caravans. Some desire food and fashion. Others desire helping others. But some would still say, well, we have a desire for a home of our own and a, and a car, but they're just too expensive. I don't have enough money for that. But if we do understand that, we're all actually millionaires, that we are all actually going to get that 2.7 million dollars spread out over time, there is actually enough money for us all to have it. So the disconnect then between what we get and what we experience, that our desire and our reality is actually summed up in the gap between the immediate and the long term. See, everybody could own a house or a car if they do without now and save up for the long term. And some of you are thinking, well, why are you talking about spending habits on the first day of the year when, as you said a few weeks ago, this is the time more than ever when we are broke, bloated and busy? Well, it's easier, I think, to recognise the issues in our spending habits than it is to recognise the issues in our soul. You see, we all have issues in the way that we spend our time, the way that we live our lives. We have addictions, anger, fear, anxiety, guilt and shame. All these things that we do with our excesses are a reflection of our desires. And the gap between our desires and our experience is the difference between the immediate and, in this case, the eternal. Just like many of you in this room would want to own your own house, own a fancy car, I know that many of you would want to possess generosity, to own joy, to hold on to peace. But some of those things seem as far away as owning a four-bedroom house on an acre on East Side when you're a student. But year after year, when it comes to this day, when it comes to New Year's Day, we make these resolutions, don't we? That I'm going to lose those five... Teen extra kilos <laughs> that I put on, that I'm going to spend more time with the kids, I'm going to put my phone away, I'm going to live off 80% of my income, I'm going to give 10% to the church and I'm going to save 10%. I'm going to be less busy, I'm going to engage more I'm going to give up smoking, going to give up porn, going to give up sugar, going to give up failure. All of those are great things and we make these new year's resolutions, the problem is we have not resolved to change. Because the problem is we don't know how to change, the way to be made new because it's not via the change of a calendar. And nor is it, believe it or not, just a change of mind, but actually a change of heart. You see, too often we think that we can change things by changing our mind, that if we pull things down in our mind, things that have set themselves up, that if we can pull those down, that it will fix everything. So we say things to ourselves like, you know those... Girls on the screen are somebody's daughter. You know that having that extra helping of dessert could give you diabetes. You know that the kids need your presence more than your money. And so we grit our teeth and we try harder. But the problem is that then because we've pulled those things down in our mind and we've made those things the villain, that then when we go back to those things a few weeks or a few months down the track, all it does is it makes us feel worse because now we're still doing those things, but we've made them seem so much worse than what we thought before. And sadly for many, being a Christian just means adding guilt to the shame that we already feel. You call yourself a Christian and do that? If you had enough faith, it would be different. You aren't good enough to be with these people. You don't belong here. But what if instead of pulling things down in our head, we built something up in our hearts? Or rather, someone see, what if with our spiritual walk, we treated it like I said at the start, that a man will spend $2 on a $1 item that he desperately needs. So maybe, when it comes to our Christian walk, we all need to be a bit more manly. Why don't you turn to someone next to you and say, be more manly? Now of course what I mean by that is, just like money, devotion is limited. You can only be devoted to one thing at a time and the more you are devoted to something, the more you'll be willing to pay for that thing even above the asking price. You see, if you're devoted to your career above all else, you can try harder. To spend more time with your kids, and it may work for a bit, but when you see your performance numbers going down and when the boss comes and puts pressure on you to perform better and do more, your desire is for work success, you will choose that. You can try to quit sugar, you can be really good at the supermarket until for Christmas your wife makes ice cream pudding with pistachio nuts and cranberries and ice magic all over the top. And so there comes a point when our desire, what we desire most, actually takes hold, it actually takes over. If I can have that favourites box... Who got one of these for Christmas? Or has, has one Yeah. Do you think we should, uh, you know, it's like it's a picnic, isn't it? Do you think we should crack, crack this open? Abby is sitting up very, like, she's listening very intently right now. I think we should crack this open and uh, we'll see kind of what's inside. You know, you know that you kind of, um, there's certain things that you, that, you know, ones that you like and ones that you, that you don't and uh, do you kind of rank them? because even though they're called favorites then they're, they're not really all your favorites are they the old gold who said old gold that's like that's that's like right down the bottom for me C- ciara you can you can have the old gold oh sorry that was a bad throw because if if i went to ciara's place and she put out a whole tub of old gold then I'm not going to be tempted. I'm, I'm holding strong. I mean, what else have we got here? Uh, who else likes old gold? We got some more old gold. You want old gold? Boost. Like, boost, like, I think I could still resist that. Oh, oh I get, I'm getting some good ones out here. I'm just going to leave those just here, just for now. Oh, Crunchy. Crunchy? Anna? Alan? What, what are you waving at Alan? Crunchy? Here you go. Oh, My throwing is really bad today. They don't fly through the air all that well. So like I mean we could go through this whole lot and, and give them out and as I said I, I'm happy to give out some of the old golds and the crunchies. I, I can resist those things but, like, when it comes to, like, the dream or, like, the cherry ripe, Come on. I mean, I love you all, but you're not getting this one. This one's mine. You see, we all kind of have a limit, like, a, a, a threshold that we, that we get to where we're kind of unwilling... We're unwilling to share but we all have like a a breaking point and if we change our mind and we put things in in order of the way that we like them, we can kind of resist these things and then we make these New Year's resolutions and really all we are doing is shifting up what we can handle but it hasn't actually changed anything, hasn't actually made anything new. Whatever holds the greatest desire in our hearts will ultimately override the resolution in our heads, and it 's the same with sin. You might get caught you don 't want to lie is because you might get caught you don 't want to be like those people who tell lies. It might work most of the time you might be happy to to give up lying when it looks like this. (laughs) But there will come a time where you know you can't get caught and your desire for self-preservation overrides your desire To not lie, and so we can't give that up so easily on our worst day. Or when it comes to being angry, we can use certain techniques, we can breathe deep, you know, we can count to 10 before we open our mouths and again it can be easy to give that away but there will come a time when you're having your worst day of 2023 and it's the kids and it's the boss and it's the wife and it's everything all at the same time and then boom we can't give the anger away so easily because we've just resolved in our head, but we haven't actually changed our heart. And it doesn't work. Our idea for self-justice will over override our resolution to not get angry. We can start off forgiving people, forgiving those people that... We can tell ourselves, they aren't mean, they're just dumb. And being the, the great dispenser of hope that I, that I am, the great dispenser of mercy, I'm happy to give up some of those things and give over forgiveness. But not when it comes to that person, that that person, that their only job was To protect me, their only job was to look out for me and they didn't do it and they didn't say that they were sorry and it wasn't because that they didn't know and they don't deserve my forgiveness. And so I'm not giving that up, I'm consuming that unforgiveness. Our desire for payback will override our resolution for forgiveness. You see, what we need is not to try harder. What we need is not to look through and just rearrange things and try to go, yep, I can. Turkish delight. <sighs> The solution is actually that we, we need a new desire. We need something like a, a new, a new favourite. That we would not do that surpasses everything else. That we would not trade. That we would not do anything to give it up. Something totally new that maybe doesn't even belong in the box. When we have something so good, a a new desire, you can tempt me with, with anything, but all of those things, all of a sudden, they become peripheral, that when I'm looking at this, when I find something that is of such treasure, of such worth, all of a sudden, my heart changes, it does something in me. And you know that Ferrero Rocher is, is a holy chocolate. <laughs> Do you actually know that the inventor was a, was a Christian? That even Raffaello actually means God saves us. And that Ferrero Rocher, the Ferrero is his name, but the Rocher part actually refers to a rock in French, but it's not just any rock, it's a rock or a boulder that gets placed in front of a cave, just like the one that got rolled in front of the tomb that Jesus was buried in. just like these people are going to go down into these waters of baptism and, and come up, that that stone was rolled away and they, they, Jesus came up into, into new life. Just as these people are going to come up into new life, that the stone has been rolled away and that when we fix our eyes on that, when we fix our attention on Jesus, when we look at the cross, all the other temptations of the world become peripheral. Hebrews 12.2 says this, looking away from all that will distract us and fixing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Jesus was able to endure the cross because he had his eyes Fixed on something that he wanted more than anything else. And it wasn't a chocolate, it was you. You are his favourite. And he would give anything no matter what the cost. He would give His glory. He would give His very life. He would pay above the asking price for you because He desired you so much that as bad as the cross was, as painful as it was, as much as it cost Him, because His eyes were fixed upon you, it says for the joy Set before him, you are his joy, you are his favorite. And when we know and understand that, then we, in response, can make him our favorite, which will change not just our mind, but it will change our heart. Then, when he becomes our heart's desire. changes everything we're still going to have days where we stuff up and sin but it's not about trying harder but when we make him our favorite he changes everything not just making us better but making us new today and every day would you stand and we're going to pray Father God, I just want to thank you that when you look upon us, you see your favorite. But we just pray for these six awesome people that are going to go through these waters of baptism. Lord, that they would keep their eyes fixed on you. That new life. I pray for everybody in this room right now that 2023 is going to be a year of favor and blessing. Not because we've tried harder, not because we've done everything on our New Year's resolution list, but because we've kept you the focus of everything that we do. And that as we desire you above all else, that and that alone changes us. Father, we thank you. Jesus' wonderful name. Let's worship. Thank you for joining us this week. If you wish to connect with us, please send an email to info at or come and see us at 170 Adelaide Road, Murray Bridge. And remember, the door is always open for you at Life House. God's house, our home.